You can either work in the business or you can work on the business. They have the knowledge and skill to be successful. Yesterday is gone and tomorrow has yet to come. Dive all in on the next chapter of your life. Welcome to the ProServe Podcast, a podcast for leaders of thriving boutique professional services firms. For those that are not familiar with us, Collective 54 is the first mastermind community Focus on the unique needs of boutique pro-serve firms. My name's Greg Alexander. I'm the founder of Collective 54, and my role today would be your host. On in this episode, we're going to talk about assessments. Now, why are we going to discuss assessments? Well, in professional services, it's obvious that they're people-driven businesses, and therefore getting the people decisions correct is pretty important. And as a result of that, Many of our members are using assessment tools, or they have in the past, or they're considering them in the future. However, the results have been mixed. So my hope today is that we can help our members improve the results they're getting from their assessment tools. And to help me with that, we have the leaders from Sigma Assessment Systems, members Ted Jackson and Dr. Julie Carswell. And they're experts in this area, and they're going to share the wisdom with us. So as they say here in the great state of Texas, welcome, and how are you all doing today? Hey, thanks, Greg. Uh, doing okay. How are yeah, you? Very good. Would you please nice uh, provide, a, provide an introduction for the, for the audience? Yeah, sure. Um, before I do, I just wanted to say I'm really inspired with what you guys have created here at Collective 54. Uh, I've benefited from the podcast, from the office hours, the expert instructions, and uh, you guys have saved me a ton of time and money. So keep up the good work. Well, thanks for saying that. I appreciate it. Yeah, my pleasure. Um, my name is Ted Jackson. I've been the CEO of Sigma Assessment Systems for, gosh, about 20 years now. Uh, started off as a freelance software developer, mostly working on computerizing performance appraisal systems and then was hired by Sigma to do the same. Uh, eventually got involved with sales and business development at Sigma, um, was promoted to president, and eventually took over uh, ownership. And here we are more than 20 years later. Mm. And doctor, how about yourself? Um, yeah, I'm uh, <clears throat> sorry, I'm an industrial organizational psychologist by training. Uh, which is an area of psychology that is focused on the science of human behavior in the workplace. Uh, we help organizations with uh, selecting, developing, and retaining talent. And I have specific expertise in the area of uh, developing assessments to support organizations with those types of activities. Uh, I've worked with Sigma for, yeah, almost as long as Ted has been the CEO of Sigma. Um, <laughs> helping to develop and optimize our assessment solutions, and also using uh, assessments as a foundation to support our other services uh, like executive coaching and succession. All right. Well, very good. Well, thank you again for being here. Let me jump into the questions. So some of our members are young growth firms, and they may not even know what assessments are. So if you would humor me for a moment and just maybe give us a definition of what an assessment is. Happy to. Uh, so in the context of our business, assessments refer to evaluative tools, okay? 
that we use to support organizations with those hiring and uh, development decisions. Uh, these tools can take the form of either tests or assessments. And in our industry, we distinguish between those things. Tests have right and wrong answers like measures of IQ or cognitive ability, for example, whereas assessments inquire more about preferences and people's kind of natural tendencies. Uh, so measures of personality and career interests would be examples of assessments. Very interesting. I didn't understand there was a difference between tests and assessments, so I'm already learning something today. All right, so, so why do leaders use assessments? Yeah, so when I think about that question, I frame it up as why do organizations want to use assessments, okay, which I think is a similar question. Um, as I mentioned previously, organizations primarily use assessments to support hiring uh, or promotion decisions and talent development. Um, the use of assessments also has several applications and advantages for organizations. So there's the efficiency factor, for instance, they can enhance the efficiency of the hiring process, particularly when dealing with positions that have large volumes of applicants, right? Uh, so organizations with large applicant pools don't have the resources to interview every candidate. So this can be a really helpful uh, tool at the front end of the process. Okay. You know, our members are probably not in that category. Yes, they hire right. quite a few people, but it's not a large volume type situation. So in that context, like let's say you're, I don't know, a 40-person consulting firm and through growth or attrition, you might hire eight to 10 people a year. Yeah. How would, why would a tool like this be leveraged in a situation like that? Yeah. Okay. So in addition to that efficiency factor, which may not be as applicable for your audience, assessments can also enhance fairness in the hiring process by adding objective metrics and helping to minimize the role of, you know, those built-in cognitive biases that can influence hiring decisions, right? For instance, we tend to more positively evaluate others who are similar to us, right? In terms of gender, age, or background. Uh, that's known as the similarity attraction bias. Ooh, um, I like that. <laughs> so again, yeah, similarity attraction bias. And there, there's a number of other biases too. Uh, but uh, again, the use of assessments to inform hiring decisions can help to minimize the impact of those biases uh, on our decisions. Yeah. yeah, I mean, it's a great uh, answer. Um, I've seen several of our members make that mistake. We tend to like, we tend to hire in our own image because we're projecting ourselves on them. That's interesting. And and tools like this guard against that, how? Yeah, by as I, as I was saying, so these tools have been developed uh, to more bring more objectivity to uh, the assessment process, right? So when we're looking at developing assessments, we're very focused on making sure that the assessment, whether it be a personality or a cognitive assessment, is accurately measuring what it's intended to measure, right? Mm. And doing so in a consistent manner. Okay. So making sure that you have what we call a really psychometrically rigorous assessment that's both valid and reliable means that, you know, those scores are accurate indicators of the underlying construct or concept you're trying to measure. Uh, and in our case, that's often job performance. 
right? So just having these more objective metrics to help support decisions rather than, oh, I really like that person. Yeah. Uh, you know, I have a good gut feel about them. So, yeah, you know, I, I'm going to, yeah. I mean, that by strong handshake. Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> a nine handicap, right? I mean, that that bias alone. That's right. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, so yeah. there's a lot of them in the market, um, and our members have been experimenting with a ton of them. And I have a hunch now, I can't back this up, but I have a hunch that maybe they don't know the differences between them or which one to pick or should they build their own. So can you help our members think through that a bit? Yeah, I would say don't build your own. We can start there. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> not only because that would obviate the need for my job, but because it's not a good idea from an uh, you know an yeah. accuracy and rigor perspective. Um, so let me just talk about context first. So different assessments are designed for different purposes. Uh, so you need to make sure that the tool you're using is aligned with the purpose for what you're using it. Okay. Uh, for example, an assessment intended to help with coaching and development or, or designed to support more self-awareness or personal insight might not be suitable for making selection decisions. Um, and, and this is right on DISC's uh, website, so I, I'm, I'm comfortable saying this, but many of your listeners might be familiar with the DISC assessment. Uh, and that can be helpful in terms of better understanding different styles of communication, or behavior within a team, but it has not been specifically designed and, de and, and developed to help inform hiring decisions. Um, so if you're not using a tool that's been developed for that purpose, and it's not an effective predictor of job performance, hasn't been validated for that purpose, that can expose you to litigation risk. And we don't yeah. want that. Mm. Okay? So you start with what's the purpose of the tool and then there's certain tools that are designed for certain purposes. Um, That's right, yeah. I, I would even maybe take it a step backwards and consider what is important uh, for the individual, uh, what is important for the role? Um, how does one need to perform in order to excel in the role? And what traits, uh, knowledge, skills, and abilities are important? And then um, go backwards from there and choose the assessment battery based on that. New questions. Oop. Yeah, I, I agree. I mean, I think if you're, uh, you know, looking at various tools in the market, you know, that makes that makes perfect sense to better understand, you know, what are the critical competencies required for effectiveness in this position? Um, or what are the critical knowledge, skills, abilities and other aspects of, uh, of individuals like personality uh, are related to success in the role? And then use that as your lens through which you're making your uh, assessment purchases and decisions. Okay. And then I guess my last question would be, let's make the leap that we understand the purpose of the tool. We understand the mission critical traits and attributes of a person that would thrive in that position. Um, who in the organization should be using them? Yeah, and that's an important question. So some assessments require certain levels of training, experience, or, or education before they can be purchased and administered. Uh, those are what we refer to as qualifications in our industry, uh, just to in ensure that the assessment is being used in, in 
interpreted appropriately, right? Uh, so be sure to check the qualification levels for various tests and assessments, uh, you know, as you're looking through offerings from various publishers or solutions for various from various publishers. And um, just making sure that you have an appropriate, appropriately qualified user uh, or someone who can undertake the training that's required to properly uh, interpret the assessment results. Yeah, and that is really important. I, I, our membership consists of entrepreneurs and they kind of have a ready, fire, aim approach. And it's one thing to use an assessment and spend the money on it. And it's quite another thing to use it correctly and uh, making sure that you're trained on how to interpret the results. I think that's great advice. All right. Well, uh, this is all the time we have today. Um, but I want to remind the members that are listening that we will have a private Q&A session with Ted and Dr. Julie. Um, look for that meeting invite that comes up and we'll go into much more depth than we were able to cover in a short podcast. And you'll be able to act, ask your questions directly to them. So uh, take a look at that. And then if you're not a member, um, but that you found this interesting and other topics like this are intriguing to you, consider joining. You can find us at collective54.com. Fill out the contact us form and somebody will get in contact with you. And then lastly, um, check out our book, The Boutique, How to Start, Scale, and Sell a Professional Services Firm. You can find it on Amazon. But uh, Ted and Julie, I want to thank you on behalf of all, of all of the members for contributing today. This is a hot topic, and we look forward to your Q&A session. So thanks for being here today. My pleasure. Thanks, Greg. Good seeing you. Okay. Take care, everybody. <laughs>